Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. As the announcer just told you, my name is Tim. Joining me in studio is Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And good morning, Chris Woodbury. Good morning. And uh, Steve Jordahl will be with us next hour. And we'll be here for the next 90, well, not 90 minutes. What is it, Ed? 85? Yes, sir. 85 almost, minutes. Almost 84. 85 now. glorious info pack Spectacular. Spack or spec? Spectacular. Yeah, spectacular uh, minutes. Well, we thank you for joining us. If you want to watch on the internet, go to YouTube or Facebook and just type in today's issues. Type in today's issues and you can watch the show there as we live video stream from the studios here. And then... Um, Let's see, if you want to uh, send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. The Facebook page is where we post the stories that we discuss. So if you want to look at where we got our stuff from, make sure we're not making it up, <laughs> you can go there to uh, Facebook. And when we do make stuff up, we, we don't, obviously don't post that. Right, right. Because we make it stuff up, we don't have anywhere to document what we make up. So That's right. Else, it wouldn't appear there, right, Chris? Right. Yeah. How you doing, Chris? I'm well. Thank you very much. Got your coat on in the studio. Yeah. Expecting a blizzard here, are you, Chris? No, I uh, actually like I uh, I started eating differently. Uh, doing a, a I, Tim really didn't care. Well, he, he, no, no, no. I, no, I, 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 no but, uh, well, you're right. I don't care. But well, no, no, no. But, I, reason... but I'm going to. Uh, I, I, now I'm. Now you've piqued my. Uh, yeah. Curiosity. Now, now I'm we're just curious. In. Do you got right. uh, blood thinner or something? No, or no, sir. Um, I think it has caused me to uh, to like be more cold natured than I already am. What you're eating? Yeah, because I uh, well, I haven't. I eat different. And that is one different... freaky diet, man. Yes, you got going sir. on. Well, also too, it's uh, it's a little drafty sometimes. Uh, so, yeah. Listen, you don't have to defend yourself to me about why you're wearing a coat in the studio. <laughs> I'm going to start would... wearing a different. It, it's one. just unusual. And that's then you can w- tune in to watch yeah. to see which coat. I- I'll wear my <laughs> pea coat tomorrow. Yeah. It'll be 68. This is way beyond what I was comfortable hearing. <laughs> a Pico. What pea is coat. A- pea coat. You know, oh, like a, a sailor's coat, like a black wool coat. Anyway. That's the first time I've ever heard that. I'm not sure if that's the official today. title or not. but Kind of like Russian sailors wear? You mean like one of those? Is that what you're talking about? The black uh Well, I'm not coat? an agent of Russia. As no. some people are being accused of these days, but yes. Russia, Russia, Russia. I think they do. They are known for this. All right. Can, before we get into the news, can I make a, a, an important sports announcement? Please do. I, obviously, it's not breaking news because I'm, I'm reading it, but uh, it, it happened here in the last hour, mm-hmm. I think. But Tom Brady, quarterback currently for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, has retired officially. It's been... Uh, it'd been a lot of confusion about whether he was coming back to play another season in the NFL, but he has made it official after 22 seasons, seven Super Bowl wins, in my opinion, the greatest quarterback ever. But he said he will no longer make that competitive commitment. He's 44 years old. And I, I will admit I was a Tom Brady hater for many years because his first season, he played for the New England Patriots most of his career, 
he beat my team, the Rams, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Heavily favored, Kurt Warner, the quarterback. Yeah. Rams are heavily favored, and he beat. And I hated Tom Brady. No, I mean, not in a way that is not a spiritual way. Yes, but just but over the years, I just grew to appreciate his skill. <clears throat> and I he's don't, sort of been the part of the soundtrack of our lives <laughs> for twenty two seasons. I mean, you play twenty two years and go yeah. to uh, win seven Super Bowls. I don't know how many he went to. I think an additional three I at least. Ten. He lost two to the Giants. And one to uh, someone else, maybe Eagles. the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's an incredible career. And uh, yeah, and, as, and, as a Dolphins fan, you know he he's been in Tampa Bay for two seasons now, and coincidentally, the Dolphins actually had two consecutive winning seasons in his absence from the AFC East. <laughs> yeah. Coincidence? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyway, so uh, I wanted to make that that yeah, announcement yeah, that is a, that for is those a who are pre- interested in pre- sports. Pretty big deal. A lot of our folks uh, are. But Tom Brady is retiring. Chris, go ahead. Well, um, let's uh, let's do this and, and get going here. Uh, the administration, really any administration, is often accused of being tone deaf or you know ignoring things going on uh, in the news. And as is the case with the Biden administration, oftentimes they are, uh, and I think rightfully, accused of uh, ignoring all kinds of things. And one of the things uh, people have been saying Joe Biden is not paying any attention to is the amount of crime, particularly in D.C. and other parts of the country, where you've got carjackings going on, looting, all kinds of stuff. And uh, let's begin with a little bit of audio here, Brent. Uh, this is White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, so the spokeswoman for the president. She appeared on a podcast called Pod Save America, saying she has no idea what being soft on crime means. Clip one. If you look at Fox on a daily basis, I mean, do you remember the four boxes that you had that we had on all the TVs, right? Which mm-hmm. is on my TV right now. So right now, just to give you a sense. So CNN, Pentagon, as many as 8,500 U.S. troops on heightened alert. Okay, true. Same on MSNBC. CNBC is doing their own thing about the market. And then on Fox is Janine Pirro talking about soft on crime consequences. I mean, what what does that even mean, right? Um, So there's an alternate universe on some uh, coverage. What's scary about it is a lot of people watch that. An alternate universe. That how ironic, talking about clueless. Mm-hmm. That that's that is that is clueless. First of all, the fact that the other major networks might be reporting on something different than Fox is no surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are on the other end of the spectrum. They are pro Biden. They are pro Democrat, right. and I would say Fox is you know right of center. And generally speaking, more favorable to Republicans or at least conservatives. Uh, so I don't know why she thought that that particular argument was going to carry the day, but uh, it's it's no it's no surprise that the networks that defend the president are not going to report on one of his biggest failures of his presidency and a failure, frankly, of the Democratic Party. Well, I, I think that's the point. I didn't. I didn't see the segment with Judge uh, Piro Janine. Yes, uh, J- Judge Janine's what I call her. Yeah, I didn't see her uh, segment that uh, uh, Jen Psaki there is talking about. But uh, there is a big story in America today, uh, not necessarily Biden himself on this, but there's a big story about liberal slash progressive Democrat cities uh having a uh, uptick a great uptick in violent crime and it's alarming 
quite frankly, to many people around the country, and not just conservatives, but liberals are speaking out. The mayor of San Francisco, can you get any more left than than her? You know, a couple of weeks ago was going, hey, we got to do something to stop this crime in our city. It's destroying us. And that's, that's coming from uh, Mayor Adams, the new mayor of New York City, saying basically the same thing. We've got to do something to get this violent crime under control. Now, so that's what <clears throat> that's what the story is. For Jen Psaki to act like, to discuss that as living in an alternative universe is really bizarre and out of touch yeah. with reality. Somebody said, yes, she's, she's talking about, she's making a joke about crime living behind the gates of the White House, yes. basically, huh? Mm-hmm. Gate, and probably gated with so, With community. Secret Service yeah. protection, yeah. Uh, you know, 24-7. She, so. she lives in uh, Virginia, one of those liberal suburbs yeah so i i would say kind of i, I think you this is what you were mentioning too you you can, really can't blame the biden administration for this increase in crime in major cities and by the way 16 cities last year set records for murder increase most of them suffering the highest rates of violent crime in 25 years it's hard to blame the president for that because presidents really don't have that much to do with policy, local crime, local crime, and the policies that might encourage it. Uh, but also, also what you said, it is the fault of voters who vote for George Soros-backed liberal district attorneys who refuse to prosecute crime, and and uh, c- cities and states, you know, like cities like San Francisco and others that pass these. Just bizarre laws saying if you steal anything under a thousand dollars, we're probably not going to prosecute you. And then the next thing you see are people videoing people walking out with garbage bags full of stuff from the local CVS, right? Or in New York City, Rite Aid going out of business in a lot of these boroughs. Ironically, I think President Biden is going to meet with the new mayor of New York about crime. So, I mean, there's a reason he's going to meet with him. Yeah. Uh, now they're going to blame guns. Sure, they're going to blame guns. Democrats believe that guns, you know, get up in the morning, leave the dresser drawer, and go out seeking whom they may right. devour. Yes, huh? that they are that they're not actually inanimate objects, but but have a mind of their own. Yeah. Right, the, gun the violence. Gun, guns. Yes, that's what they're going to be talking about is gun violence. In fact, uh, the mayor of New York last week saying, you know, the feds have got to help us keep illegal guns out of New York City. It's not about the people wielding the weapons, right? It's so. about it's about the guns, and I think <clears throat> I think most people are on to that. You yeah. know, it's it's a way to deflect. Uh, you you don't want to talk about we've got criminal activity out of control in our city. Well, why is that? Let's look at the policies uh, that led to that. How about a lack of morals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about broken families? How about broken families? How about gang? Uh, young boys joining gangs, all these things, uh, there's a, it's the people committing the crimes, not the guns. And furthermore, and we've said this a thousand times, people have said that not just us here, but, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the guns don't go out and commit the crime. So that's what they're, but that's what you're going to hear. You know, you're going to have, Oh, I know what I was going to say. The bad guys are always going to have guns. Yes. Oh, they'll find a way. 
Yeah, do you because think they're lawbreakers? Yeah. yeah, do you think a criminal goes, you know what? I was going to go out and rob that store today, but I can't. I can't legally have a gun. Right. Where's my well, pocket knife? Yeah, I can't go out and get. Well, I don't want to get a gun and break the gun laws. Right. You know that's that's really keeping me from going out and committing an act of violence. One of the, one of the best analogies I've ever heard was blaming guns for crimes committed with guns is. Uh, as ridiculous as blaming the pencil for misspelled words. Yeah. I mean, as if just, there's nobody behind the pencil. Right. right. So anyway, that you, you'll get that same refrain from mm-hmm. Biden and company. They're just going to blame guns, 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 without ever really talking about bad actions from criminals right. yes. who need to be in jail, not walking yes. the streets. And not out on bail yeah. or no bail yeah. in less than 24 hours. Or... Illegal immigrants coming into the country, committing crimes. Right. We, you policies. know, if we need to build more jails and prisons, that's just so be it. But uh, you're going to have to lock these repeat offenders up, or, or it's just they're going to continue to do these. Uh, yeah. Um, have the, we're going to continue to see violent crimes. Somebody's murdered daily, and you see, well, they had a rap sheet as long as uh, yes, you know. How, how about this? How, you, this is a great idea. Building more jails and prisons. What if we got Congress to pass an infrastructure bill with hundreds of billions of dollars in it and use that money to build roads, improve bridges, and build prisons? <laughs> what a great idea. We should. I'm going to contact Congress and Listen, see if we can get the Biden administration on that. The people that are committing these acts of violence across our country, the carjackings, they have long rap sheets, almost all of them. So they're, they're repeat offenders. They're let out and let out and let out. Well, they're let out by liberal Democrats. Yeah. That's the part. That's the that's the reason why liberal Democrats get blamed for the increase in right crime. And speaking of carjackings, one of the places where that is really on the rise is where the White House is located in Washington D.C. I've got some sound here uh, from former Washington D.C. Detective Ted Williams on Fox and Friends today, saying crime is rampant in the nation's capital. Clip two. Oh, uh, carjackings alone in the District of Columbia up. 153% from last year. Uh, it's a very dangerous and uh, concoction of what is taking place in the District of Columbia. If you're in the White House today and you're working in the White House, there's no way you don't hear sirens all the time. Well, maybe well, President Biden doesn't. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the uh, Philadelphia PA, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen the Congresswoman like- got mugged. Yeah, been like ninety carjackings. A Democrat. They don't fear. They don't fear the repercussions. These people right. who are committing the crimes. So that's what's going on in America. Is a, uh, what he's talking about right there is a drastic increase in violent crime activity. That's what. Uh, that's what a lot of Americans are concerned about. And for Jen Psaki, the spokesperson with the White House, just to sort of laugh that off as uh, what is she said what does that even mean well she basically said fox is you know scaring people and what what'll happen is brian stelter and people at cnn will do a hit piece on fox news today to try to justify her comments and make it look like she's in the right yeah right next story chris well one of the other things uh people are very upset about uh the administration with can we get something people are happy about chris i don't think so people are upset about no okay let me get this one out of the way we were in a story meeting with chris this morning yeah i I didn't hear one happy thing oh is that right yes (laughs) so okay what what's what is some what are other people upset about chris uh the border (laughs) crisis and the fact that uh people uh in the administration are not doing anything about it 
Uh, somebody who may one day aspire to be in the White House is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. And I got a couple of clips here. Let's begin with this one. Uh, Florida Governor DeSantis uh, saying that he doesn't want border problems imported to Florida, and he's going to make companies that bring immigration problems to Florida pay restitution. Clip five. We don't want the problems at the southern border to be imported into the state of Florida. And so people that are instrument, instrumental in that, uh, we want to hold accountable by, of course, denying business opportunities with state and local, uh, but maybe even more important, providing re making them pay restitution for all the costs that's going to end up doing. So that could be the bus and it could also be the hotel. But we need to get that through the legislature. I think we will because I think people are very frustrated uh, with what's going on. Well, what, what people are frustrated with, and this has been spotlighted now, is the Biden administration allowing 2 million people to come into our country illegally and then shipping them, uh, by shipping them, I mean putting them on planes or mm -hmm. buses and uh, and putting them all over the country in the dark of night, in the cover of night, without uh, even sheriff's uh, departments in these localities being informed of what's going on pretty exactly. much. That's what Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, is talking about. He's he is he's made a he's been a he's got an eye out now. No more flights into Jacksonville and yeah. some of these other places where Biden wants to go and release uh, people here who are here illegally. Well, I, I didn't understand the reference to the bus and the hotel. What was was he talking paying paying for? Oh, it, yeah. paying for. Oh, yeah. I see. All right. Yeah, basically, taxpayers are footing the bill for all this stuff. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. You know, this has been, I don't know how much longer this is going to go on because it has been uh, spotlighted now. You know, what I'm people are paying attention, and uh, so, some in the media at least are, on what I'm talking about, these midnight drops yeah. Yeah. of thousands of people all over the country that Biden's conducting. Because he doesn't want the he doesn't want to bring them in at 2 in the afternoon where people will say, hey, what's going on over there? Yeah. We got uh, Who are all those uh, folks? Getting off the buses. Where are they yeah. going? Who are they? Where are they from? Right. He didn't want to. I would be shocked if somebody in the war room with the president has not pitched the idea of, look, we can do this, and it gets us away from declaring amnesty. We'll just do all this. We won't ever say anything about it. We'll deflect, uh, defer to other topics, go after the people we don't like, and then we'll never have to go through. We'll never get raked over the coals for declaring amnesty like other presidents have pitched. Uh, during their times. Well, in one, of, one of the arguments that is made in favor of amnesty is we have too many people here illegally. You can't send all these people home. Right. So what they're doing is letting people pour across the border to bolster that argument. Well, you say, yeah. what do you mean there's too many people here? You've been letting them in for six months or a year. We don't, do we have the quote from uh, the, the audio from Biden yesterday answering that question, uh, Brent, by chance? He he was asked a question. He was speaking to the governors. Biden was I do from, not have from the White House, today. and I don't I don't know if it's an in person visit from the governors or thirty governors. I think were there, or if it was virtual. But anyway, um, I think it was Governor Asa Hutchinson brought up a question to President Biden, Governor of Arkansas, about allowing all these people into our country who were here illegally, and Biden sort of mocked. He said, "Hey, you really think these people want to leave Central America?" And hire a coyote and sell everything they own to uh, to trek to the U.S. <coughs> you think they wanted? He was saying that he was saying that people in Central America, namely, don't, don't want to come here illegally, but they do anyway because they have to, basically, yeah. to escape poverty or right. crime or whatever the case may be. And again, 
It's like Harris with this study the root causes thing. He was he was on that too. We need to find out why they're coming here. They're still on this, and it completely deflects from his responsibility, and Harris for that matter. You know what? Your responsibility isn't to study the root causes. It's not. I don't care what the root causes are of people coming here illegally from around the world, by the way. Your job is to protect our border. That's yeah. it. Yes. Huh? You don't have to research. You don't have to study the root causes. It's like a house being on fire, and by and uh, you need to go over there. Your job is a fireman. You're doing what? Go over and put the fire out. Right. Instead, you want to go, hmm, I think we need to study uh, maybe how this fire started. Yeah, before you know? putting it out. Before putting it out. Maybe right. – so you got it inversed or reversed, however you want to say well, it. Well, what's, what's bizarre about the president's reasoning mm-hmm. is if you don't know the root causes for why people are coming here, then why are you letting them in first? What if you discover in six months that the root causes are terrorism? Let's say yeah, – I, right. I don't believe that. I'm, right. I'm just I saying I think it's probably that they want to escape – Poverty. They want a better life. I I, I don't blame that, that motivation. That's the primary reason. Yeah. yeah but w- but if you if you admit that you don't know the root root causes, shouldn't you find that out before you let people in? What if they're yeah. all drug? What if they're all well, drug mules? Now I, I, I'm just saying, if you admit you don't know the root causes, then you shouldn't be letting them in until you do. Okay, because it's all a bunch of what Biden and Harris are saying is a bunch of garbage that it's a bunch of garbage that they themselves don't believe, right. but they know the liberal media will go with, for the most mm-hmm. of them, will go with that spin. Biden <laughs> and Harris and us know precisely why these people are coming by the millions and crossing right. our border. It's to uh, escape poverty, to try to get into a country that they can find maybe a social net of uh, support from the federal government. I mean, Biden promised them uh Free healthcare, right? If they came here, and uh, some cases maybe to be re- reunited with family members who've already come ahead of them, and to, uh, uh, but but you know all that we we still have to have. Listen, I have sympathy. We all do for people who want to escape uh, terrible living conditions sure. for the chance of America yeah. and a better and better life. I mean, our ancestors. Did yeah, that. I mean, these people want to come to the land of systemic racism. <laughs> <laughs> and give it a give it a shot. You know right. what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, so they um, uh, so nobody nobody faults that motivation. But that being said, you still have to have law and order on your borders and control in you law and order on your borders and control who's coming in here. You can't just facilitate a, a massive illegal immigration uh, into a country where we don't even know who these folks are, where they're coming from. They're not doing it the right way. Do they're they all have cla- COVID. They're all, they're all claiming asylum. We know that's not true, but the Democrats uh, don't care about that. So Biden's just gaslighting us, so to speak. Right. He's just pretending not to know what the root causes are. And as I've said earlier, about five minutes ago, I, I don't care. Uh, but that's not your job. President Biden is to, is to re- do a research paper right on, on Guatemala. You well, know. well, because yeah. if the root causes are, and yeah. we all know what it is, if that is the root cause for them coming, then there's no stopping place. Mm-hmm. Then what you're saying is the root cause is poverty. These people are seeking a better life. So empty out Latin America. Y'all come. Well, not only that, but probably uh, 70, 80% of the world is in poverty right. by American standards. So if, if that's our uh, 
free pass to America. You come here because you li- you uh, live in a country of poverty, unless you're from Cuba, of course, which right. in case you might vote Republican, we need to keep you on the boats. Right. You know, or Don't put, come. send you back to Cuba. But everybody else, come on in. Uh, if, 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 the, if the standard people in getting to bypass our laws is just because they live in poverty, and then, like I said, that's open to 80% of the right. world to come on in. We'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues on AFR. Stay with us. When you hear this... This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. If you like trips where you have to plan everything, then uh, maybe our tour is not for you. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman with American Family Association and American Family Radio. Of course, I'm talking about our spiritual heritage tours of Washington, D.C., Mount Vernon, and then a separate trip to Williamsburg, Virginia. But we take these spiritual heritage tours twice a year, once in June and once in September. And guess what? We take care of everything. All you have to do is as they say, show up. Uh, Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation, who is a historian, will be joining us for both tours, and uh, he will comment and tell you everything you need to know about the places, the times, the events that we will experience on these tours of Washington, D.C. and Williamsburg. For all the information, just go to the website, spiritualheritagetours.com for everything. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. At Liberty University, we're proud to support those who serve and protect us every day, like first responders and past and present military members and their spouses. As thanks for your service, we offer special tuition rates and discounts. You'll also find deployment-friendly classes and degrees tailored to your specific interests and career goals. Learn how Liberty designs degrees just for you by texting DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595. Jacqueline Guzman was very upset, irate, beyond enraged. Miss Guzman is an actress. She lives in New York City, and she posted a diatribe on social media complaining about street closures. The streets were shut down because of the funeral for Jason Rivera, a New York City police officer. He was gunned down in the line of duty. Ms. Guzman ranted that Officer Rivera was probably killed because he did his job incorrectly. She also said the death of a police officer was not a good reason to shut down the city. Reaction to her hateful screed has been off the charts. Ms. Guzman was fired. Face-to-Face Films released a statement calling her video insensitive. You know, for all their rough exterior, New Yorkers are good and decent people. They support law enforcement, and they don't tolerate that sort of hate coming from an actress. So maybe it's just best that Miss Guzman exits the theater. Stage left. I'm Todd Starnes. Be silent before me so that I may speak. Then let come upon me what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hands? Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Job 13, 13 through 15. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. 
Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Tim Wildman here with Ed Battagliano and Chris Woodward. If you want to join us on what Ed calls that their internet, then go to Facebook or YouTube and type in the words Today's Issues, and you can join us as we live video stream the show at those websites. You're going to go sliding down the hill, are you, Ed? <laughs> it's every day. When we finally get moved over to our, our yeah. new this this our new, our this, new, the back our, of our, our building di- is, our new digs will be ready in just a few weeks or months yeah our our new uh, uh this building that we're currently in yes the back side of the building is actually sliding, sliding down, the, down hill. the hill yes <laughs> we, yeah yeah and so when you're what i was talking about look, i'm looking at it and we our chairs have wheels on them yeah and they work because <laughs> i start every once in a while i start sliding <laughs> towards the back of the studio yeah, have so to hold on. Literally, folks, it's like going into a Ripley's. Believe it or not, yeah. you've ever been into one of those. We're sliding. We're 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 in a tilt here. Yeah. So one good rain, one one good rainstorm, we might go into the neighborhood <laughs> down there, be in the be in the living room of somebody. Yep. Uh, all right. Then so for supper. Let me uh, mention here real quickly our good friend Dr. Frank Turek, T U R E K, who's with us most Tuesdays. He is. Uh, Traveling today to the University of Louisville in Kentucky. So if you live near there, I'm going to tell you where he's going to be. He wanted us to announce this uh, because he would be speaking on the campus there. Frank goes into the lines then. So he sure speak. does. It's one brave soul. Yeah. So he's going to be speaking tonight at the University of Louisville with his uh, topic being, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. From 7 to 9 o'clock local time there in Louisville, that's Eastern time, I believe. I in Louisville, so. Eastern time? I think so. Well, I don't need to tell the people who live there. So. <laughs> they know. Oh, they know. <laughs> so uh, if you want to see where he's going to be exactly, Frank Turek tonight, and go hear him, uh, then go to his website, Cross Examined dot org cross examined dot org <clears throat> frank so go check that website out and you'll f- see where frank's speaking tonight on the campus of the university of louisville and uh frank man he goes to these campuses and he speaks and then he'll take questions from all comers so you know he, he you know you can Go and ask him any question you want to. Doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or an atheist or an agnostic. He goes so he can interact with the students and whoever's there. Yeah. So, folks, if you do get a chance, you will learn a lot. Exactly. But it's also good to have some ground troops there as well. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you're listening to the radio program today's issues on AFR. Sandy Rios is also with us most Tuesdays. Sandy is director of governmental affairs for our ministry here at AFA. She's also heard each weekday morning on her program called Sandy Rios in the morning here on AFR. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good to have you with us. I didn't really have a topic for you, Sandy. I just was going to let you tell us what's on your 
What's uh, what's on your mind here right now? Well, I have a hair appointment next week. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm hoping to get well, you know, some highlights. Is that what you meant? That's no, good. Oh. That's good to know. <laughs> Maybe what I, I was looking for for what what you're going to have for lunch. I was looking for that as a the as highlight a, would be as a topic. Uh, uh, no, what is going on uh, last couple of mornings with your show? Well, I think you know the thing that seems to take my attention the most. I readily admit is uh, the COVID situation because. Uh, that the trucker uh, demonstration in C- Canada was just amazing. Uh, Fifty thousand truckers, you know, in Ottawa, and the, the uh, Justin Trudeau's response to it was just shocking. He called them a fringe group. He called them racists. Uh, refused to meet with them. Uh, accused them of violence, and there was no violence whatsoever. There were cameras everywhere, and I think uh, one thing that I thought that we saw was the heart of Canada which we probably haven't seen in a long time. You know, Canada's a great country. You know, they, the mounted police come from there, and there's some uh, some wonderful writers who come from there. Erwin Lutzer, contemporary, comes from Canada. Lots of wonderful people. Fred Jackson. Come, Fred Jackson comes from Canada. Yeah, and so where is that all, where is all that good stuff? Where has that been? And I think we really did see that with this, um, this convoy. What what are, what, what are the truckers exactly uh, uh, asking for? They want to do away with the mandates, and they're asking for freedom. It doesn't mean they're not vaccinated. Some are, and probably some aren't. But Canada put into place has put into place these draconian lockdowns, and they haven't let up at all. If anything, they've gotten worse. And then they've stopped truckers from being able to cross the border. Uh, and of course, that's part of the reason why a huge part of the reason why we have shortages in the shelves. Uh, because there are all these restrictions. Unless uh, truckers are fully vaccinated and boosted, you know, they can't cross the Canadian border. So that's a, and that's one of the reasons there. Plus, it's just there. I think probably what we're seeing is that uh, families and just regular folk across Canada are seeing this as a way for them to express their views. And in, in sub-zero weather, you know, Canada gets pretty rough in the wintertime. Across the continent, across the, the country, People were outlining the roads, waving their Canadian flags, and it was really kind of a, a real display of uh, O Canada, you know, the heart part of Canada. And uh, then the other interesting thing, I don't know if you guys have talked about this, but there was a very, there was a fascinating meme that went around um, a couple of days ago with pictures of Fidel Castro and uh, Justin Trudeau. And there has been speculation for years that he is the son of Castro. And I, you know, I can't confirm or deny that. I just think it's interesting because um, the pictures are startlingly similar. They've got several different shots of him in different poses and positions, along with Fidel Castro at his age. And then uh, it's just it was pretty amazing. And as as fantastical as that sounds, you you guys may probably remember that his father was Pierre Trudeau, who was um, a real radical leftist himself. And he married uh, a woman who was like, uh, you know, a hippie. Uh, she was an actress. Uh, she was uh, she was wild. She ran around with the Rolling Stones. She had an affair with Edward Kennedy. And so it lends itself to the narrative that, and there's a picture of her, uh, very cozy with Fidel Castro. So uh, that's just an interesting sideline that hasn't got, you know, other than the inference of the influence, and, and Trudeau, of course, loves Castro. He's bragged on Castro, which doesn't make sense. Um, so that's just an interesting side story to all that's happening in Canada. He just got reelected, so I don't, you know, 
there's really nothing that people can do as far as I can tell. But uh, they've been very passive, really. The Canadians have been very passive and have allowed uh, all kinds of restrictions to be forced on them, these lockdowns and quarantines and just draconian measures. But this was the voice of Canada that that struck uh, struck me. And then, of course, there's a lot of COVID news here. We found out this morning that uh, just in a very short time, they're going to be starting to, they have a vaccine that they're asking for emergency use for, for babies. And uh, they're they're suggesting three different shots for babies, which is just appalling. Yeah, just I don't think that's going to fly. I mean, it may get approved, know. but I don't think people are going to use it. I don't know, Tim. Who the people are? You know, they're running out to get their children vaccinated. Little kids. That's just insane. It is insane. You can't go inside a McDonald's and the Big Apple now unless you're five years old. Yeah, right. And yeah, and and, um, well, uh, listen. First of all, I I by the way, the Big Apple was just stolen. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Nobody cares. No, that's, bra- that's breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nobody because it's worth less, worth less than a thousand dollars, so it's certainly, <laughs> certainly not a felony. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was that was a that was yeah, a, okay. that was a nice. Yeah. I, I try to be nice on <laughs> yeah. this show. Listen, I, I got to tell you, Sandy, you come up with news that no. That's why your show is so popular. I have not, I've not heard that about uh, Justin Trudeau. And, and and the possible relationship with Fidel Castro, it would explain a lot for sure. But uh, Well, there's the Canadian government officially, it's been, that story has been around for years. The Canadian government issued an official disclaimer, no, it's not true, couldn't possibly be true. But I don't know. I, I mean, you know what? Who knows? Uh, it, with his mother's past behaviors and her, you know, I guess intrigue with Fidel Castro and his intrigue with Fidel Castro. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it's, it could be possible. Well, I, mean, I, I will not- say, I will say this, that with uh, statist governments and societies like Canada, um, it's just a short hop, skip and a jump to being in love with Fidel Castro. I mean, that that's just the, the these are the, the, the difference between the progressive world that they want to create and communism is the width of a tissue paper. I mean, it's just a it's just a very easy hop, skip, and a jump. I know I'm mixing metaphors here. To uh, from from statist progressive uh, utopias quote. I'm just being sarcastic. To outright communism. I mean, no, it's that's not- why Michael Moore, the filmmaker, the liberal progressive filmmaker, goes down to Cuba. To say this is what we need to model our yeah our our medical system after right I mean, so to your point uh, and also they believe they the sadists leftists progressives believe in shutting down uh, free speech sure in the name of pro- promoting their agenda or like we saw with Joe Rogan in the name of stopping misinformation uh, so yeah they're all they're all yeah. for that taking away guns they're all for right <laughs> what was the survey the other day said. Uh, I think it was among Democrats that if they are they for rounding people up who haven't been vaccinated and they uh, like it was a minority, it was, like, but it was a like a third, it was like thirty nine percent or something. Like they need they 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 agreed with rounding people up, so uh, taking kids away. I'm yeah. just supporting a, your point. Yeah, yeah. taking kids away. That's the one that was in the thirties. If you're if you're not vaccinated, we're going to take your kids away. Putting uh, putting um, non vaccinated people in basically concentration camps 
was in the 40 percentile, 44 percent or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. you know, think about that. That's like uh, if you take away, if you have the ability to take people's children away from them because of the vaccine, that is just another manifestation of the whole communist uh, pro, uh, proposal to break down the family, break right. down the natural family. Right. It's just one more manifestation. Yeah. The other thing that communists do, and historically, is that they, they don't value life. They take life. Another parallel to that, uh, this is really interesting. You know, we're having this, our, our administration keeps constantly telling us Russia's going to invade Ukraine, and they might, you know. I don't know why they're, I just, this is just craziness to me that they keep kind of egging it on. Um, some say because they're trying to distract the American people you know, from what's really happening here at home. And I think that's probably true. That's the best explanation. But the the, the counter to that, this is interesting. Stalin, actually, uh, in his day, Stalin, the dictator, the communist dictator of Russia, killed millions of Ukrainian farmers in what was called the um, Holodomor, H-O-L-O-D-O-M-O-R. He starved them to death. And uh, it, was, it, it, it was a Stalin starving. It, there's a history Yes. Of Russians uh, starving and killing Ukrainians. They were but called we don't kulak, kulaks. They were independent farmers, and they did not want to go into a collectivist farming system. So Stalin killed them. That's yep. what happened. Yeah. Yep. Was that in the early yeah. part of the 20th century? It was in the th- 1930s, I think. <clears throat> in the 30s, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Anyway. I'm not sure, you know, because the revolution was in 1917, the Bolshevik Revolution. So I'm not sure where that fell. But Stalin killed millions of his own people. And, of course, uh, uh, um, Mao Zedong did the same thing in China, killed, starved millions of his own people. So there's a history. Uh, when we think about, uh, I know I'm tying a lot of things together here, but when we think about the lack of regard for human life or human health uh, that has been um, uh, revealed through this whole COVID uh, drama, it's, it's stunning. It's yeah. startling. <clears throat> Communism does not value human life at all. I mean, no. at, at all. It's... Uh... So that's that, that's the history of communism. You know, that's just one reason why to oppose it uh, and to uh, call it out when you see it. And there, the as Ed said, the secular progressives in this country, they want to take us down the road to communism. That's basically where yeah. they want to take us. All right. So San- I, yeah, I'm go just going to toss this in, and then we'll let uh, let Sandy go. Okay. But uh, the Kulaks, these independent farmers. 30,000 were killed directly by Stalin. About 2 million were forcibly deported to the far north and Siberia between 1932 and 1940. But they were Ukrainian? The majority, I think, yeah. were Ukrainian because that was the breadbasket of, yep. of Russia, Ukraine. Right, right. Isn't that something? All right, Sandy, thanks oh. so much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? For being yes. on with us. And, uh, You're welcome. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next hey, time. Hey, make sure you send us a before and after picture of your uh, your visit to the, the hairstylist. Hair, hairstylist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will. And I'll also copy the uh, the meme of Justin Trudeau and Fidel Castro. Yes. Okay, that's great. All right. Thank, Thank you, you, Sandy. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Listen, I've said this years ago. <clears throat> uh, you never saw Dick Clark and Fidel Castro together at the same time in the same room. <laughs> that's right. Am I right? Uh, that's right. What does that mean? Coinc- I don't know. Coincidence? <laughs> I don't think so. Draw your own conclusions. Yes, it's kind of uh, like not seeing Clark Kent and Superman in the same room. 
You can say the uh -huh. yeah, you can say the nuttiest, craziest things, but all you got to do is close it with draw your own conclusions. Yes, that's right. Uh, I'm not making I'm not making any statements here. Right. I'm just asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, Ed, and Chris. And uh, Chris must know something we don't know. He's wearing a coat in the studio here natured. today. Room temperature and 72. I seem to be getting more cold-natured. Yeah. Actually, the cold-natured and warm-natured, I don't know why I'm going down this road, but I think that's reversed. Okay. I think you really mean to say that you're when you're getting cold, you're warm-natured. Okay. You, you've mentioned this now a couple of times the last several weeks, and you know what? Okay. It does not bring clarity. Okay, Brent. I get more confused. All right, Brent. Uh, Brent Creeley's our producer. Brent. Uh, I would go to the Almighty Google and ask the Almighty Google if what Tim is saying is true. What does ask say? What does cold-blooded or warm-blooded, or warm-natured and cold cold-natured? Cold I know what cold-blooded means. <laughs> I know warm-blooded means a snake. I think so. Just find out that and just get back to us, okay, Brent? Brent's shaking his head. All right, we have a guest in studio talking about something much, much more important than the indoor weather here that uh, we've been speaking of. Ed, you want to introduce our guest? Yes. Now, this is this is somebody who doesn't mind telling it like it is. Mm -hmm. M.D. Perkins, who is a film producer for American Family Studios, is with us, and he's going to be talking about the God who speaks. Amen. God speaks. M.D., Welcome to uh, today's issues. Yeah, thank you, gentlemen. The God Who Speaks is a film that uh, our ministry, under your direction, MD, produced, what, how many years ago now? In uh, 2018, we released the movie, and um, this is a movie that uh, it deals with the authority and reliability of the Bible. How can Christians know and trust that the words that we have in our Bibles are actually the words that God intended for us to have? They haven't been changed. They haven't been altered by secret committees or things over the years. Uh, they didn't get lost in translation or lost in the in the various manuscript copies and things like that. So this is a, a documentary we released that is intended to uh, bolster Christians' confidence in the scriptures. And and this is a big deal. This this question this question excuse me this question is really important because well we know from Genesis chapter three the devil always targets God's word, and I, I'm not sure there's been a time in American history been several times in human history, but in American history where there has been a, a a more sustained attack on the validity of God's Word than what we're living through. And we're talking about in the church, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this this project, The God Who Speaks, led into the uh, In His Image project that we would produce right. in the following years. Because, I mean, because that's where you start to see the trickle-down effect of once you lose your confidence in the scriptures, you there's been this erosion of truth and a lack of understanding about the things of God. So it, it only leads to chaos and cultural confusion. Right. We're talking about this at a time uh, in which we get a lot of news stories about younger people, uh, millennials, Gen Z, uh, kind of moving away from the church, not believing the same things mom and dad do or grandpa and grandma. What? How important is it to get this in the you know, in front of a younger American today? Oh, it's very important because a lot, like you said, a lot of these fundamental questions come to questions about, well, is the Bible really true when it speaks about sexuality, when it speaks to 
issues of marriage and and family and some of those things those become the the real crystal kind of um i guess the the fault points underneath everything else and um you know there are answers to all of those questions but underneath even those questions is the erosion of the belief in the the sufficiency and reliability and authority of the scripture and that's what the god who speaks is about i mean we we're dealing with theology the questions of what does it mean for God to speak to us? What does it mean for God's revelation to be given to mankind? We're dealing with questions of apologetics, knowing how we got our Bible, why we can trust it, why some of the objections that skeptics throw out are not really plausible. And then the practical issues. I mean, we're talking about trying to know the God of the Bible. How can we love, honor, and obey God with our whole lives? So that's that's what this documentary is about. 2018, and we promoted it then, why are we back four years later? So this is, this is a special re-release that we're doing as a ministry because we're wanting to highlight, one, that we have a new streaming platform. And so we want people to go to thegodwhospeaks.org, and there you can click on a Watch Now button, and you can go to, that will send you over to the streaming platform site where you'll, you'll have to register there if you're not already registered, but you'll be able to sign up for free to watch this documentary there online. And if you want to, if you like physical media, if you want to receive something in the mail, you can give a gift to the ministry and receive a special limited edition DVD set that includes our uh, Sunday school curriculum and some other things that we produced for the project. So it's, they can go, they can go and watch this for free. Absolutely, right. So yeah. tell them again where they go to to do that. Go to thegodwhospeaks.org, and from there you'll be able to do everything you need to do related to this. Now uh, we're talking to M.D. Perkins, by the way, who's a film producer for American Family Studios. So this ninety-minute documentary that you've just been describing is basically 90 minutes of you just talking about this issue, right? <laughs> no, no, you, we've got some heavy hitters right. on this uh, film project. Yeah, I'm only the narrator. Everything else that's said in this documentary is from some of the great scholars and apologists and pastors, men like Alistair Begg, Erwin Lutzer, Josh McDowell, Alex McFarland, uh, Frank Turek, John Oswalt, Al Mohler, uh, the late uh, R.C. Sproul and the late Norman Geisler were also part of this project before they passed away. So there's a lot of, of great men of God who have stood fast on this issue for decades now. And that's why we sought them out, because of their wisdom and their experience on these issues. The God Who Speaks is the name of the documentary. It's 90 minutes, and it's available free. Uh, and, folks, it's, it's, uh, it's dynamite. You won't quit watching it. And you can. It, was this something that you could use like in a small group or Sunday school setting? Absolutely, the move. The movie is good to view for that pro for that uh, for that purpose. Like in a two part or something. Yeah, like that? Yeah, you can that. split it up, and then we also have the Sunday school curriculum that can be used in small groups and church. How do you get that? Uh, well, that's part of the DVD set, and okay. we also have that available under the Great Commission Partner platform of the streaming platform. So is that all explained at the website? Yes, you can find that at thegodwhospeaks.org. Okay, folks, go to thegodwhospeaks.org. TheGodWhoSpeaks.org. Uh, MD, thank you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, and uh, you'll hear MD on some of the other shows uh, today here on American so Family Radio. This is a big re-release today. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a big emphasis on American Family Radio today. We want people to get an opportunity to watch this. That's why it's for free. Yeah. You can buy DVDs and all those kind of things if you want that. Uh, the instructions will be there. But uh, we want people to go to our streaming platform it is a great opportunity to see a fantastic, very powerful and helpful film. Absolutely. 
All right, Chris Woodward, what's next? Well, let's mention this. It's a story uh, we have followed at AFN.net, and it is an update to a story, uh, again, that we have followed on AFN.net. Uh, several months ago, a police officer in Louisville, Kentucky, was suspended uh, after his superiors learned that he went and prayed by himself privately outside an abortion clinic. He was suspended, and he filed a lawsuit with the help of Thomas More Society, and in recent days... Uh, the city of Louisville reached a settlement with this officer. His name is uh, Matt uh, Schringer, uh, and he is back on the job after getting a $75,000 settlement with the city of Louisville. Now, I have an attorney, uh, Matt Heffron, with Thomas More Society that I spoke to about this, and uh, he mentioned that Officer Schringer was wearing his uniform at the time he was engaged in private off-duty prayer. He was wearing a coat. He was covered up so nobody could tell that he was a police officer walking back and forth praying outside this abortion clinic. Uh, and one of the arguments that Thomas More Society made was, look, the city has had officers wear their uniforms in Black Lives Matter rallies and also LGBTQ parades. You can't suspend him for wearing his uniform and praying by himself privately off-duty outside this abortion clinic. And the city of Louisville said, you know what, you're right, let's not even take this to federal court like Thomas More Society wanted to. So they have agreed to pay the officer $75,000, and he is back on the job as That's of today. Good, good for him, and yeah. that, is a, that is a good news story right there. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I do what I can because I'm the bearer of bad news. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were, well I'll, I will say this, uh, the city of Louisville didn't want to go to federal court no. because they knew they would lose this. Exactly. And it would cost them a lot more money. In the end, so. and it goes to show that if you feel you have been wronged and you want to have your day in court, there are a number of law offices out there, like Thomas More Society, that will be happy to try to help you. Yeah, from a Christian perspective. Yes. So. All right, uh, Chris. But zip up your jacket. And I will. Go, <laughs> zip up your jacket and go have a good. Tune in tomorrow and find good, out what else I wear. A good day down there and. Right down the hall. In the right. hallway. The commute is terrible. With your fellow uh, super spreaders down there. All right. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining us this hour. Ed and we are I are coming back. We are returning with Steve Jordahl momentarily. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.